Welcome to Podcasting Stories, insights and interviews from people just like you, using podcasts to grow their business and share their message. Podcasting Stories is brought to you by your podcast team, where having your own podcast is as easy as being a guest on ours. Find out more at yourpodcast.team. Now, here's your host, Dave Spray. Hi, this is David Spray, and welcome to another episode of Podcasting Stories. My guest today is Chris Kolkhorst. Some of you may remember Chris was a guest on episode eight of Podcasting Stories, released back in June of 2021, about six months ago. And Chris was a guest. He was thinking about starting a podcast, and uh, we talked a bit about his background, what he was hoping to achieve. And he ended up launching a podcast with our help. And the podcast is called Grit Men Podcast. And we had a nice conversation about why he launched the podcast, what he hoped to accomplish, what he really enjoys about having a podcast, lessons learned, what he'd do differently. If you've ever considered having your own podcast, this is a great episode to get a perspective of somebody who thought about it and then executed and what their experience has been. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, Chris, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. It is my pleasure. So my guest today is Chris Kolkhorst, and some of you may recognize that name and that voice. And Chris was a guest on episode eight all the way back in June. Can you believe it was six months ago that you were on, on the podcast last? That's crazy. I think this has been the fastest year of my life. So I, uh, yeah, just getting used to writing 21 and now it's about to be 22. I know. So so let's just kind of give kind of the, the backstory. So I was introduced to you by a, a mutual friend of ours, and we had lunch. And I forget how it, it came up. I'd mentioned that I have a podcast. You maybe thought you might be interested in having a podcast. Refresh my memory. I talked to a lot of people about podcasts. Some of the conversations kind of run together. Yeah, I believe it was Adam Trawick, our mutual friend and banker. And I don't mm-hmm. know if I expressed to him and had an thought about starting a podcast or a digital magazine. I'm not sure what it was, but he connected me with you and then you've been very influential and helping me get going and planting the seed. And so I I really appreciate that. Oh, my, my pleasure. So yeah, you were on that episode and we talked about your background and I would encourage people to go, to go listen to that. It really was a great episode and you have a great story. And we talked about having a podcast. I kind of wanted to show you the, the process and, and you thought, geez, you know, if Dave can pull this off, I think I can pull this off too. And you were, uh, and you were off to the races. So the podcast that you've launched is called the Gritmen Show. Is that right? At gritmenshow.com. Gritmenshow.com. That's the website, and Gritman Show is the podcast. So, what's what is what's the name of that all about? And by the way, your mascot's a buffalo or a bison. I don't know that I know the difference. So, why do you have a a buffalo or a bison? Is it a buffalo or a bison? I think it's a buffalo, but now I'm, I'm going to show my ignorance too. I don't know the difference. I don't okay, know the <laughs> I know there's different uh, depending on where the buffalo was geographically they had different uh, genetic strains and they called the herds different names but i'm not sure if there's a difference between a bison or a buffalo but the reason that i chose that as our mascot or symbol is i have a sports background and i always wanted to feel like i was on a team and uh, i played for a lot of different teams and 
high school, college, little league, and then minor leagues, baseball. I played for all kind of strange names. And so when I was thinking about starting a podcast, I was uh, drawing from my sports background and always liked being on the team. So, uh, but I wanted a, a symbol that people could recognize or maybe it was thought provoking. And so the podcast is the Grit Men Show. It's a play off of my old nickname, the Grit Man, that I earned in college. Uh, but really, it's about preserving and restoring grit. And so when we talk about grit, grit is fortitude and hustle, having metal and not complaining and finding ways to win. And those are traits that I believe early Americans, or maybe not just Americans, but older people used to have. And it was very common. But over the years, I think some of those are being somewhat weeded out of the gene pool. So the parallel to the Buffalo is if you research the Buffalo, it was it used to be 60 million or something in the 18th century. By the 19th century, it was down to like 500 or even, even less, but they were able through conservation and preservation to uh, gather some Buffalo and put them in the Bronx Zoo of all places. And, and then they grew the herd back where they could release it. And so today we have healthy Buffalo herds that live in the wild, but almost didn't. They were almost extinct. And so mm-hmm. that's a, a long answer of how we got to Buffalo, but there you go. Okay. I, I, I love it. You're right. And that's, uh, that is the epitome of perseverance. So what, what made you want to have a podcast and what were you hoping to accomplish with that platform? I think it was during, let me think back. I don't know if it was during the start of COVID, spent about a month in Florida at a place down there. And I think I was intrigued. I'm not a big social media person, but I was, I think me and my wife were sitting at a bar overlooking the ocean or something. And she was just checking her Instagram. And I was like, what is that? And I was just amazed that some people could create such a big following just off of using that tool. And I think that was the, started getting the wheels turning about how to create a message and how to build a brand and and, and grow it, maybe build a tribe of followers. And and so I kind of kept thinking about that. And and I came up with the idea of, I'm the grit man, but I played sports 20 years ago and my playing days are behind me, but now it's about raising good kids and trying to be the best husband I can. And, trying to provide for my family and do the best I can to earn a living. And I just think there's a lot of guys like me out there and I'm like, man, how can we get the message out? And that's when I'm like, man, I'm a creative men's magazine. Cause there's magazines out there for guys that like to hunt and guys that like to golf and maybe guys that like bourbon or wine. But I don't see any magazine that's combining all those things, maybe cooking and barbecue. I thought it was the greatest idea ever. When I told my wife, she's like, that's stupid. Um, nobody, <laughs> reads ma- <laughs> nobody reads magazines anymore. And to her credit, she was right. But uh, I researched it and I found that niche magazines are still doing very well. But it's uh, if you ever open the cover of a magazine and go to the, the page where it kind of shows everybody that contributed to it, there's a long list of employees and contributors and a lot of names. And it was just going to be a lot more effort. And so... I don't know if she suggests the podcast or what, but she goes, why don't you do something where you can dip your toe in the water first and see if this idea of Britain is even viable. 
I mean, mm-hmm. see if, if how many grit men are there out there? Uh, is this a, a small pond or a large pond? And so that's what kind of led me down the road to creating the podcast. That's awesome. And you use a little different tack than most of uh, the folks we work with do. We use, most of us use a recorded call in line, but you really wanted to do your interviews in person. So you use a, a bi directional recorder that another client of ours uses to do your interviews in person. Why was why were the in person interviews important to you? That's a good question. I just feel like uh, a deeper connection can be made when you're having a conversation with someone and you're next to them, and you can read body language better. Mm-hmm. You can kind of give them a head nod and uh, just make them feel more comfortable. Because when I'm interviewing someone, I'm trying to get them to tell their story, and so I want them to be comfortable or at ease and just honest and open. And so I just thought the in-person would help with that. I've done four episodes now and three have been in person. One, the guest was from Scotland. And so it just, it didn't, it wasn't uh, feasible for me to go over there and interview him. So I did that one via Zoom. And it was fine, but I, but I do like the in-person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some, there are some benefits to that. What what are some of the things you really enjoy about having a podcast and having that platform? What are some things you found just really uh, satisfying? It's a good question. I think it's creating something like my, it's a lasting legacy and, and that's good and bad. You know, it, it cuts both ways. But once you submit something out there in the podcast world, I guess you could take it down, but it's out there. And so for better mm-hmm. or for worse. And what's like my first guest was my former coach uh, from Rising. He's 85 years old. And I hope he lives a long time, but, but who knows? But that's a, um, a piece that his family can cherish forever and his former players. And so we've kind of created a little historical piece, I believe, that can be consumed today, tomorrow, 10 years from now, and, and hopefully still be relevant. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that that interview with with Wayne. Yeah, I find the same thing myself. I love having a platform to let people tell their story because there's not a lot of ways for people to tell their story and have it be easily captured and found. And so yeah, I find that very satisfying as as well. Did have any of your guests mentioned if like any of their family or kids or friends had listened to the episode? Like how about, about Wayne? Did some of the other Rice players listen to it? Did you get any feedback from them? I did. I got uh, quite a few text messages and we had a Rice baseball golf tournament about a month ago where a bunch of alumni were there. So a lot of people asked me about it or complimenting and a few of them that said, well, what, how come you didn't mention my name? So it's, uh, <laughs> I had an outline and thought I knew how it was going to go, but you get in there and sometimes the guest just goes directions you're not ready for and you do the best you can. And anyway, I just said, Hey man, it's my first one. I'm a rookie at this. Give me, give me a break. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. If, if you were going to start a podcast today, knowing what you know now, would you have done anything differently? 
I might have recorded a few more episodes prior to launching. Uh, okay. To and with mine, I, I started out and found some good rhythm where I was every two weeks I was releasing, and it kind of worked where I was recording, and then uh, I was going to release on a Monday, so I do my editing on the weekend. I record my intro on Sunday morning, and it worked. But then I'm not sure with you know I've got a couple of other jobs and family commitments and different things. So it's going to be hard for me to always adhere to that schedule. But I don't know. I don't know if that's a positive or negative. That's maybe something I would have done. I mean, if, if someone's considering it, I think even if you don't record the episodes, having the, a list of committed guests before you begin would be key. Okay. Yeah, that's good advice. We usually tell our clients to, you know, kind of start with a list of like 20 people. Because if somebody can't think of 20 people to interview, then the podcast may not, you know, it might start to lose some momentum at some point. And so, yeah, I think that's a good idea. There's what? one other thing so yeah. I learned the hard way. So I have a What's that? I have some, I have some audio that I haven't uh, released yet. And the guest is 98 years old and he's a World War II veteran and, and it's good. But I underestimated a huge thing with an interview and that's the guest being able to hear your questions being asked. Oh. And, so, and, and I, I'm not making fun. That's just a reality. Like I, I was so focused on what questions can I ask and how can I be, I want to get them to talk about fighting in the war and, and appreciate them, but I don't want to, you know, sometimes veterans don't want to talk about it. So I was really focused. But then I, the obvious thing is my guests going to be able to hear my questions. So I, I, I forgot about that. Oh, you know, that's a really good point. I hadn't, uh, I hadn't thought about that. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm not going to ask you which guest was your favorite because imagine that's like asking you who your favorite teammate was or your favorite child, right? So that's probably not a good one to ask. But what I would like to do is maybe just ask you if there's something that pops out from each of your guests that just, you know, maybe just one quick thing that comes to mind. What about your interview with Wayne? Any just particular memorable aspect that you recall? I think the most memorable thing is his recollection, his memory, how sharp he is. Like he was, he was recalling details of a little league game and he got a double and hit a homer when he was seven years old. And I'm just <laughs> like, that's amazing. <laughs> Garner, just a great storyteller on Scrap Iron. And, and he was a great guest because I would just ask a question, he would go. And I think his story about me, yeah, a lot of them, but just how he got his nickname was great. I also liked his story about when he was in college uh, at Tennessee and he, uh, one of his teammates got in trouble for drinking, but he covered, yeah, he covered for him. Yeah. yeah. And he, and he had to go you know, run five miles or whatever it was early that morning. And in the uh, doubleheader, he hit a home run to win both of them. And the coach told him, Hey, if you want to drink a little whiskey, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just thought that was a great story. Yeah. And what about your third episode, the third guest, the caddy? Yeah, David McIntosh was his name. And that was really neat because I had connected with him back in 2019 when I had the opportunity to go on a Scotland golf trip when my cousin Danny turned 60. And, and I just randomly 
uh, he got assigned to me when we played Carnoustie and, and I thought he was fun to be around and told some hilarious jokes. And so when I started this, I was thinking about how can I create an episode about laughter and not taking yourself too seriously. And we got to, we got to be able to tell jokes and he came to mind and connected with him. And cause all I had was a name on a caddy bib. When I went and looked back at pictures, I didn't know his last name. He was still working, but times have changed with COVID. He had to get some other jobs because Americans weren't going over to Scotland to play golf. And so I think what sticks out is just the process of finding him and getting to to agree and making it all come together was, was really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. There was a lot of memorable expressions he had and some, some, some life lessons and, and, uh, things you don't want in life. One of them was a particular putt. And uh, I thought that one's more for the guys and a little bit of locker room talk. My my mom didn't really appreciate that episode. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. The good news right. is David's accent so strong. She probably didn't understand most of what he said. Right. Yeah. He's, that was one of the, that this could either people may find this guy, the most funniest caddy in the world if they can understand it. So I think a few were able to. Yeah, that is good. And then what about your most recent guest? I actually just started to listen to that episode today. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, I released that today, actually, episode four. And Ronnie Van Clark's his name. And I did not know his story. He's uh, been on Oprah and been on Outside the Lines. But assistant athletic director at Rice listened to my podcast and he, he said, Hey, you need to interview this guy, Ronnie. And so he connected us and man, what a powerful story. He just a kind of a country boy. You would never know when you talked to him, but he had some tragedy in his life that I don't know. I don't know why God gives certain people different things and some have, have it harder than others. That's that's just something maybe we don't understand. But he lost both his parents early at a young age and then when he was seventeen he had four younger brothers, and he, I don't know what it's called, the county judge or the court-appointed person to say who has custody. They were trying to break them up, and he convinced them that, hey, look, we've been through a lot of tragedy. last thing we need is to be separated. Look, I, I can raise my brothers. And so he committed to raising his four brothers, and all of them ended up going to college and graduating and getting good jobs. And Ronnie himself went on to be a coach, and there was some interesting parallels that came out of it like he didn't even play college football and went on to be a successful college and nfl coach but also he was especially he was being an offensive line coach and on the line i believe there's five linemen you've got tackles guards and a center and that was him it was there was five brothers so him and four brothers so he kind of got his experience early of being a coach and uh, then used it later in life. So, but he's a, he's a great interview, and a lot of things you'll hear him like just rattle off some poems and some defining words, and you would think he was reading off a script, but he wasn't. He was just sitting at my dining room table talking. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I, I'll be finishing up listening to that episode later today. So another thing you've done that's a little different that I think. I can't recall anyone else that we've we've helped who's done this, but you really wanted a 
a, a famous theme song, or maybe not famous, but a, a published you know artist from you know a professional musician that has some kind of meaning. So tell us about that. What tell us what the song is? How you ended up being able to use that song? Yeah, it's a good story. So I guess it goes back to my baseball days where we got at least at Rice when I played maybe in the minor leagues. I don't remember. But you got to submit your walk-up music. What you want played as you were walking up to the plate. I mean, 20 seconds or so of audio. And when I created the podcast, I thought, who doesn't like a good song? But I wanted a song that had meaning. And because I was, when I do things, I'm hoping that people will ask me, why you did something because then that's an opportunity to create a connection or have a conversation. And so there's this song, it's called country again by Thomas Rhett that I really liked. And it came out earlier this year. And first time I heard it, it just reminded me of my grandpa that used to pick me up on Saturday mornings and take me to his farm about up in Hempstead, Texas, which was about an hour drive. And we would spend time together working the cows or fixing fences or fishing or going to town to do an errand, but or just piddle around. But it was a time that I got to create memories uh, that I have for a lifetime. And so when I heard that song, it's talked about getting back to your roots and spending time with people that are important to you and that we sometimes we get busy and we forget to do those things. All right. So it came full circle. When I was in Florida, Thomas Red happens to have a place like uh, see, in the neighborhood next to me. And one morning I went out for a jog. And as I'm jogging, I see this guy on the bike right by me. I'm like, I think that's Thomas Red. And so I finish my jog and I come back by and there's a donut shop in the middle of our community. And I see him in line. And uh, now his, his wife is next to him too. And one of his daughters is playing i'm like man should i go say something and i'm like yep i'm gonna go do it and so i didn't know what i was gonna say but i i walked up to him like hey thomas and he turned around and i just said look your song speaks to me i want to tell you that's a hit i think it's gonna be a number one hit he's oh that's awesome man you made my day and i kind of told him the story about my grandpa and i said well i was like look i don't know how to ask this and i'm not asking for a favor i want to make sure you're compensated i don't even know how it works but I would love to use that as my intro song just because it's meaningful and I, I hopefully my guests would find it meaningful as well or my listeners. And he's like, and his wife was like, here. And she wrote on a piece of paper and said, here's our manager, emailed her and we're directing the right direction. So went from the manager to the publisher. I don't know. It was like four different people. They passed me around and ultimately we agreed on how I could use the song. And so there you go. That's how it came together. That's awesome. Yeah. Between that and the other part of the intro of the the commentator discussing the play you had just made in the field, the two of those together, just, I really like, like the combination. That's great. And who is the uh, commentator that's, that's oh, yeah. talking so, yeah, about the, the song? Man? And then we, yes, we overlaid some audio back from when Rice played in the College World Series. And so I, my, my daughter actually found that on YouTube and uh, uh, Harold Reynolds it was the commentator. Oh, yeah. I think he's on maybe MLB Network now, but he was, they had 
they found out that my nickname was Grip Man, and so he says something like, calls himself the Grip Man, whatever that is. (laughs) (laughs) That is good. So the other thing you had talked to me about when you were considering launching is you mentioned that you wondered if you might be able to have uh, people uh, sponsor the podcast to, you know, defray some of the cost. And uh, and I don't know if you remember, but I was uh, kind of discouraging on that. I said, you know, that's really hard to do unless, you know, you're like top 100 podcast and you have millions of downloads. And I was very discouraging, but apparently a gritty man such as yourself ignored that advice and you went ahead and did it anyway. So I noticed you've got a sponsor on your your most recent episode. What's what's the story behind that? We do. So I would agree with you. You're right. It is making money on a hard on a podcast. If someone's going to strictly start it to try to be a money making venture, I'd say good luck. I mean, there are some, but. I mean, a lot of businesses have the 80-20 rule. I bet podcasting is like 99-1. I bet 1%. Yeah. 99%. I mean, it too. And some of them make a lot of money, but it's hard. And But when I created it, I thought, at least want to go into this prepared for success. And let's design it to where if we do get some people that like the show and believe in the message and we grow our herd, that if there are, there's individuals, but there's also companies out there that could believe in this grit man philosophy. And so that's starting to happen. Individuals can believe in hard work and truth and honesty and not complaining, but that also kind of can trans work in business and just the right way to treat people and uh, don't make excuses. There's a problem. Let's address it. Let's fix it. And so, yeah, I have my first advertiser. I'll tell you what, Dave, that's a, uh, I've done some good business deals in my life. I've done some bad ones, but very rewarding. I mean, in terms of like what I'm getting paid for this, it's it, it won't cover my cost. But for someone to say like, hey, I'm willing to align my brand with you and pay you for it and uh, have you speak on my behalf. It was like one of the coolest things I've done so far in business. That is awesome. So is it fair to say that's been one of the highlights of the podcast? It is, but I want to, your listeners to understand it's, it's not because I'm making money. It's because it's like whenever you create something and someone comes along and says, I like what you're doing, that, that's a great compliment. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. So let's go ahead and put a plug in for them again. What's the name of the company? It's Pumps of Houston. They're a company that's been around over 60 years. They're local third generation and they uh, they're an essential business because they operate in stormwater and wastewater and fresh drinking water and supply pumps and controls that allow us to have indoor plumbing and turn our faucets on and have clean drinking water which is very important for sure now was that a a one episode kind of deal are they going to be a sponsor for several episodes or are you just kind of figured out as you go they agreed that we agreed to four episodes to start with and so this is the first so i'm i'm committed to three more so i own three but yeah we'll see where it goes from there and and it's interesting having the conversation because i think and this will be good for anybody out there that's considering it make sure you have that i've done advertising in a few other businesses and i've screwed it up you need to think through it and so 
when this company approached me, I said, we need to have a talk about expectations. And I had done some business with this company. So I, I had an idea who they were, but I asked some questions just to make sure But they are very niche oriented product. They don't really sell to the end user. They sell through plumbers, contractors, they get spec by engineers. So it ain't like you're going to advertise and you're going to get their phones ringing. And so I had to understand what they were looking for and what they were looking for is to, to build their brand and to be known as somebody that tries to do the right thing. And so when understood that was their expectation, it made me say, okay, I think I can work with that. I can hopefully help you with your brand, but I don't want you, what you're paying me for this episode to think that you were going to get it back in sales and you might, but it's kind of hard to track that. Sure. No, that is, is great. So pumps of Houston, if you, if you need pumps, the place you call, right? Yeah. If you need pumps or if you have, you have questions about a project and, and they've got a lot of knowledge about how to size a pump and, and just to, to help you uh, guide you in the right direction. So yes, pumps of Houston. Okay. Well, I can't believe how, how the time has flown by. This interview's flown by about as fast as the year has flown by. So I've got just a couple other questions for you. So what do you wish you knew when you were 25? That's a good one. I would say patience, but I can also say that sometimes being impatient has helped me. Maybe it's, it's knowing that, that balance because I, I hated the, you have to have experience to get the job or get the position when you didn't have any experience. And, and I just want to outwork people. And I mean, I'm turning 40, so I've, I've got some experience. I hope we've got a long way to go as well. But I think it's that, and there is, there's some truth to that. You need, over time with experience, you gain that intuition. But I would think it's maybe knowing when to, Use your grit and knowing when to back off because okay. having grit's a great quality, but sometimes there is such things too much grit, and you can and you need there needs to be other tactics like you just can't always just go beat your head against the wall. You know, sometimes there's a better way, or there's or things aren't supposed to happen, or if they're supposed to happen, they'll happen later. And, and so I, I would think that's what I'd tell twenty five year old me. Okay. No, I think that's great. I think that's great wisdom. So the last question. So, you know, we're both in Texas. So uh, this is a simple one. Just give me your quick answer. Tex-Mex or barbecue? Tex-Mex. Yeah. Like them both. Like them both, but I'll probably Tex-Mex two to three times a week. Barbecues, every other. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there. (laughs) Well, was there anything that we didn't cover that you wish we had talked about? I just want to say thank you. Uh, I mean, without you, I, I wouldn't have this podcast and, and it's still getting, I mean, we're four episodes in and we're going to keep going. I don't know what the future holds. I, I say on one of my episodes that, well, let me back up. I had someone that said, Hey, are you holding any guests back to when you get more listeners? And, and I just said, Nope, I'm going to throw as hard as I can for as long as I can. And, when people stop listening or uh, yeah. too much, too much work, we'll just stop doing it. <laughs> but, uh, until like Wayne said, like Wayne said, he doesn't, 
when he was talking about the College World Series, he wasn't worried about saving pitchers. When you're in an elimination game, you don't worry about saving arms. No, you got to get there first, and then you'll figure it out. That's that's awesome. Well, it's been my pleasure. You have really been uh, fun to work with, and it's been fun to watch you really take what was really just a, kind of an idea and uh, really kind of kind of run with it. It's really been fun to watch, and I really enjoy enjoy your podcast. So keep up the good work, and let us know if there's anything else we can help you with. Well, Dave, I appreciate you and your friendship and your mentorship and all your help. I couldn't have done it without you, so thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Well, hey, Chris, have a great day, and we'll catch up another time. Sounds good. Thank you. And there we have it, another great episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes at www.podcastingstories.com. This podcast is brought to you by your podcast team. If you have ever considered having your own podcast, head over to www.yourpodcast.team to learn more about how they can help you. That's it for this episode. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time.